Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of Underground Sports Philadelphia. <sighs> the most untimely ending to what was a rather fun overall Red October once again. It's KB and Matt coming at you from Underground Studios. You already know why we're here. We're like Marshawn Lynch. We're here so we don't get fined. Um Going to put a, an untimely bow on the 2023 Philly season. Talk about what went wrong, what we would have liked to have seen, and how the hell does this team get over the hump in 2024. Um, plus, we'll talk some Eagles. We'll talk some Union as they get set for the postseason. And uh, hey, If you thought you were disappointed <coughs> by the Phillies exit. <laughs> Just you wait. Just you wait. Um so, yeah, come along for the ride, enjoy, buckle up, uh, and enjoy our demise. Uh, but before we get into everything, make sure you guys are following us on the socials. Twitter, which we have had a massive bump uh, in following lately, so welcome to all the new uh, Cretans that are going to be following along with our absolute hellscape. Uh, welcome to the ride. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Twitter, Instagram. TikTok threads at underground PHI, uh, Facebook.com slash underground sports PHI, Twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. You can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castarina. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you decide to consume your podcasts in audio form. Uh, it really does help the show continue to grow, helps more people. Find Underground Sports Philadelphia as a whole helps everybody find our podcast network because when you search our name, all of our shows pop up. And once again, this guy right next to me and Dom, top bins on the U.S. soccer charts, once again on the Apple podcast charts. Uh, so continue subscribing, uh, leave those five-star reviews, and of course subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. We finally surpassed 600 subscribers on our way to 700 looking to get to that big 1000 as well because uh, we got some big things planned across the board for all of our shows once we hit that 1000 subscriber mark so go subscribe that's where you get this podcast in full video form every podcast on our network in video form uh, you get clips live streams you name it it's on our youtube channel youtube.com slash at underground sports philadelphia and of course this podcast is presented by the city of vineland I just got word, Matt. City of Vine loves what we're doing so much. They're buying in again for 2024. We'd love to see it. Love to have the support of our hometown behind us. Uh, and the City of Vineland Municipal Calendar features city-organized, city-sponsored, and city-affiliated events that are of public interest. The calendar, which is accessible at vinelandcity.org, 
is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness, remain engaged with city government, and participate in local events. You can also follow the City of Vineland on social media via their Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages. And through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. Matt, what's going on, brother? I am living a dream. And as we deduced, I believe last year or year before, nightmares are also a dream. One of these years of misery. Uh, Not doing as bad, I'll be honest. Not as bad as I uh, maybe... I, I was talking with someone today. And I said, I don't even think this is in my top five. Wow. I really, I, and I like, I said that kind of off the cuff and I thought I was like, yeah, I don't think it is. I'm not even, it's definitely not even the worst game seven loss. Still yeah. Philly and, and Toronto for me there. Um, but yeah, I think not even a top five for me, it being outside of a championship is already, I think losing a championship is always harder. You know, so any Super Bowl, any, any final appearance. Like honestly, even like the Union last year, that was that was tough. You, right thirty there. seconds away, <laughs> like you, uh, um, yeah, it's definitely. I I don't even think it's the worst NLCS loss Phillies team in my lifetime. That, that at least hurt the most. I don't know, like, oh nine World Series is way harder on me. Uh, Twenty eleven, I think, is the the one Phillies team I'll always think about that should have. This game had shades of. 2011 game five against the Cardinals in a lot of ways too, yeah. which was weird. I feel like sputtering at times and it just it feel, but that's baseball. You know, that that's what it is. Um, I think even like last year's Super Bowl, I feel like you played that game as perfect as you could pretty much and get punished for like one mistake going up against Patrick Mahomes. Like, I don't know, like Oh four Super Bowl, even that was tough. What else is there? 2010 flyers. I, you know, I don't like it, it's listen, last night was not fun. <laughs> I didn't have fun, but you put it in perspective like, yeah, but you know, we've suffered a lot. I I read we've lost seven straight game yep. sevens as a city, which is um, not cool. <laughs> not, not not in love with that stat. Um, I don't know. There are two things I want to blame. One is that we've continually used the inferior version of. Uh, <laughs> We, we need to get the Robin version of the song, I think, is, is where we've really gone wrong. Um, and I've, I felt that way from the start, but I wasn't going to, like, I wasn't trying to yuck anyone's yum, sour the tea, anything like that. But I think if we're going to if we're gonna keep keep this song, if we're going to keep, like, I'm in the corner, I, I think we need to we need to switch to the Robin version. That's all I'll say. And um, I and I, this is not a joke. I will show you my DraftKings log as soon as I saw Bryce Harper walk in in his Sixers jersey. I bet for I I bet against the Phillies. As soon as I saw that, I was like, "We are losing. This is this is a terrible omen." It's like I don't know if you ever heard this growing up, but if a bird like flies into the window and dies, that's supposed to mean someone like is supposed to die. As soon as I saw that, it was a bird hitting my window. I was like, "We, it's done." I like I was watching the game all the time. I was like, "It doesn't matter." I we tried lost. to convince myself. I was like, "Oh, it's Pat Bev." You know, mm-hmm. it, it, he doesn't. Pat Bev have... is a notorious loser. He's a notorious loser. <laughs> and I thought that, but my first initial reaction was like, "Oh, it's Pat Bev. He hasn't." You know, the dude cried lost. and celebrated winning a play-in game last year, and like 
the guy who I, I sung praises of last week said, like, that's who I'm riding with. You could not pick two opposites in mentality. Unbelievable. As, so, as soon as I saw that, I was like, we have, we have lost. <laughs> we have and it sucks that I, play, I responsibly placed the largest bet of my life last night. Because I said, if I'm going to ride with the boys, I'm going to ride with the boys. And I went down with the ship both emotionally and financially. Well... So I, I always do this for every playoff series. I always bet opposing team at the start. And it is it is a it's just a nice little it's it's a happiness tax. If it's like twenty bucks I lose, fine. But you know, if I was gonna lose twenty bucks but the Phillies go to the World Series, I'll pay twenty bucks for the mm-hmm. Phillies to go to the World Series. So um I think it was the only nice thing. <laughs> that was that was my only silver lining. Uh staying up late. Man, just what a what a comeback down to earth all that was. Starting at the series so good. It felt like, you know, obviously we were not going to be hitting 15 home runs in four games. You know, you knew the, uh, a come down was going to hit, but <clears throat> Bash just cooled off at the wrong time. I didn't even think the pitching was bad. Yeah, honestly, no. like I, I really didn't. I, I, Outside of one, you know, unfortunate happening in game four. Yeah, Kimbrel. Kimbrel blowing game four and sucked. I think what what's tough about Kimbrel is. It kind of felt that way all year. And, ne- like, Kimbrell had, like, good moments for sure. And I think for at his age, I think you can't be too upset with what Kimbrell gave you this year, honestly. Oh, 100%. Like, I think before the playoffs, if you told all of us Craig Kimbrell gets another contract from the Phillies, people would be fine with that. Yeah. like and on, He was an all-star this year. If he gets another contract, I don't think that's terrible either. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that that's in their future. And, like, well... We'll get to there at some point in in the future of what this team kind of turns into, but um, yeah, I, I think that's that's the real inflection point. I think is game four in this series. Um, but you know, listen, you still won game five. You had two at home. You had Nola and Suarez. If you don't win either of those games, that you know, like that's on you. Like that's, that's and it was reality. on the bats. Like it's yep. and sure, Nola had his worst postseason start of the season. But the bats can't go cold like that. He also he reeled it back in. Yeah, like I, yeah, I was 100%. very worried. I thought we were gonna yeah. have, we're gonna have to pull Nola out of that. Um, but pulled him earlier than you anticipated. Right. But he definitely reeled himself back in. When you have Ranger Suarez on the mound, pitching the way he did yesterday, just absolute ice in his veins, and you score him two runs. Yeah. And I mean, I think the biggest issue. This entire postseason, we saw it in Atlanta. We saw it at times against the Marlins, and luckily it didn't come, you know, around to bite us. And we saw it really bad against the Diamondbacks. Stranding multiple base runners early in the game came back to haunt this team time and time again. When you get Schwarber and Harper on or Schwarber and Turner and you end up with no runs, you don't win a series by doing that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was – can't tell you how many times we had – a lot of times it was like really bad situations. We'd get like runners on the corners with two out. You know, like it, it was mm-hmm. never even like bases loaded yesterday with Rojas is up. And there's no. Now, I wanted to bring that up. <laughs> In that situation, if if you're Rob Thompson, you know, it's a game seven. Yeah. You, you got to put your chips in the middle of the table to go to the World Series. Are you pinch hitting for Rojas there? I don't think so because I think the game is still so tight that what he gives you defensively. I, I don't know what, what sub you make in that situation. Because also, we haven't really done a lot of pinch hitting this. Because uh, I think it would have been Christian Pache. Because then you yeah. get an equivalent, you know, 
defensively where you can put Marsh in center, put Pache in left. I just you're not Pache, losing too much. Is Pache really like? Are you trusting a guy that's barely you know swung a bat over the last month? Yeah, like uh, Rojas. But also, my expectation for Rojas was what it what he turned out to be. You know, like he's a a raw rookie on the offensive side that you like. Almost everyone has their ninth hitter is hitting batting 140 in the play. You know, like there, there's very few teams that um, are ever going to have someone at that position that is really capable. It's just, I think a lot of times the wrong opportunities, the, the right opportunities fell to the wrong optimal positions. Um, your tray went cold at like a really bad time. It just sucked. I I, I, th- I think there's a lot of things that went wrong. And, and that again is just, that's baseball. It's, it's a dumb Nick sport. lost his mojo as soon yeah. as they went to Arizona, which sucked. And he talked about it after the game. And I think that was one of the things that reeled it in for me to be like, at least they're holding themselves accountable at the end of the game. You know, when they're getting interviewed after and you're talking to Nick, you're talking to Schwarber, Harper, like they held themselves accountable. And in a lot of instances, you don't see professional athletes really look themselves in the mirror on that raw emotion state. So for them to be able to kind of recognize that, like, yeah, we fucked up was, you know, leveling at least. Um, and Nick talked about, he said, you know, as soon as we went to Arizona, it felt like I was, you know, scraping away for at-bats and I, I just lost everything when we went out there. And I think that is just the the pure quote, that's baseball. Like, that just shows you how quickly you can gain or lose all of your swagger and momentum as a baseball player. Yeah. And, um, I mean, got to give credit to the Diamondbacks, too. Uh, I think largely, like, outmatched in this series, but never – I'll tell you this, way better – and there's no way to measure this, whatever, but I'm just saying it, like, as a fan watching this, way better mental resilience than the Braves. Mm-hmm. The Braves were rattled in that series, and I never – I really never felt like the Braves were, were fighting their way back in it. Even when we were up to it, I was like, you know – I, I felt comfortable, honestly, at that time saying, like, it may not come back to Philly, you know, because that's just what it was. You're yeah. coming off a dominant two-home stretch. You just beat them 10 nothing. There's every reason to believe that this this series probably ending in five, maybe ends in six, you know, like, but um, even still, it's like, well, you know, like, they're, they're going to win a game. They're going to win. They're going to get a game at home at least. And, you know, they, they did what they had to do. You know, they, they extended the series. Um, they got aggressive later in the series, which what we talked about, that they have speed. They have guys that can um, – be dangerous on the bags and they did that you know they they were turning uh what might be doubles into triples and mm-hmm. scoring guys from first even you know like it just and that's something that they didn't really do in those first two games i think they grew into the series a little bit so um you know they they deserve credit too for kind of growing and and challenging the phillies in a way that they couldn't respond and i, I think that's the frustrating thing too is you know this Phillies team has been really good at adapting and has has a lot of answers for a lot of things and I feel like still had a lot of answers for the time and it just never manifested I don't know I I, I it's it's such a strange feeling because coming into the NLCS it, it still felt like we were playing with house money even though this team was in the World Series last mm-hmm. year like it still felt like man like beat the Braves again that feels amazing like we have the Diamondbacks like it, 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 there's no baggage with the Diamondbacks. It's not like I, you know, we lose them now. It's like God, I'm never gonna hear the end of it. You know, like I don't love losing anyone, but it's you're not losing to a division rival. You're not losing to someone you have like a big history with. Um, you know, and it felt like they, neither team had a ton of pressure on them. You know, like mm-hmm. it just felt like, and it, it just 
I think that's the only thing from saving me from being like really despondent about it. But um, it just sucks because, you know, also too, you don't know if you'll be back in this spot. That's just the way sports are. Like you don't know. Sure. We can say like this team will be back next year. I, that's not guaranteed by any, any means, especially in baseball. And this team was healthy this year. Like yeah. largely speaking, like we like starting pitching pretty much healthy this whole year. Suarez came into the season like with something, Injury, but, right, but was, was, was healthy for, for all, you know, the important stretches um Bryce was obviously dealing with his stuff but that was like stuff we knew about you know like and then Reese Hoskins which right. was spring training but you know like for the most part like this lineup was healthy they were healthy coming in the postseason everyone that we projected April 3rd you know to to be a part of this team was a part of this team for the most part right like there's a mm-hmm. you know a few like rookies we thought maybe young guys that might break through but yeah like the only you, one was like Andrew Painter who you paid your money to was there in yep. the playoffs and not everyone gets that luxury. Like there are teams that lose guys throughout the year and that's not guaranteed. You know, we talked about that with the Eagles last year, right? Like you don't get 22 starters to the Super Bowl. Like you just don't like, that's just not a thing. Um, so even, even outside injuries, you know, there's just no guarantee that you, that things go as, as right for you as they did too. You know, like where you got hot at a great time. There's no guarantee if we play the Braves in NLDS next year that we, we blow past them. Not even just win that. They just, Completely destroyed that series. So, yeah, having having a 3-2 lead going to two games at home with a chance to go to a World Series, that is not that is just not guaranteed to you next year. Um, I think this team will be back, sure, but you, you really don't know when you'll be in a spot like that again to go to, to back-to-back World Series. And who knows? I You know, Texas obviously would have had the home field advantage, and they, and they do now for, for Arizona, but so they're probably just by that favored but i don't know you like your chances you know if you make it to world series you have to like your chance arizona has to like their chances they, they beat you know they beat very good teams on, on the way here so it's just what it is of course underground sports philadelphia is brought to you by our awesome merch partners phi apparel company with their unique and awesome designs for all from philly sports teams to underground sports philadelphia exclusive merch There's no doubt in our minds you'll stand out in the crowd from Phillies, Eagles, Flyers, Sixers, Union, and like I mentioned, Underground Sports Philadelphia. PHI Apparel Company's got you covered to stand out at Lincoln Financial Field, at the ballpark at Citizens Bank Park, at the Wells Fargo Center for Sixers, Flyers, Wings, at Subaru Park, at the bar, hanging out with your friends and family, no matter what it may be. PHI Apparel Company's got you covered with the best unique designs in the merch game for your favorite Philly sports fans, most comfortable shirts, most comfortable hoodies in the game. Go to phiapparel.co so you can stand out in the crowd. And when you go to check out, use code underground for 10% off your merch orders. It's the most effective and direct way to support our podcasts. If you want to support us, rep our merch, get the word out there, rep PHI apparel company. And when you get your merch, tag us on the socials. We'll repost it. So we know where you're rocking your PHI Apparel Company merch from. That's phiapparel.co, code underground for 10% off your merch orders. And it's one of those things, too, that you got to give props to the fans, too, because they showed up. They made it an environment that was loud, crazy. Like four hours of hell, as Rob Thompson once said, they showed up yesterday, especially 
Um, you know, that first strikeout that Ranger Suarez gets the, I thought the place was going to crumble to the ground. Um, so cheers to all the fans that, that showed up, uh, you know, to try to be an influence on the game and an influence on the series. Um, just some also like kind of look yourself in the mirror type things. All time bad quote from Garrett Stubbs now. Oh yeah, <laughs> all time as, bad quote. As soon as the the series turned a little bit in Arizona and they brought that up, I was like, "Yep, that was a dumb thing to say. That was a dumb, <sighs> dumb thing to say. That was a that was our Arceus moment. You yep. know, <laughs> it's like, you got to own it. You know, you said something stupid and you're a guy that doesn't see the field. <laughs> you know, you're the vibes guy. Dumb. This is just a dumb thing. Dumb thing. Um the preemptive greasing of the poles felt like a bad vibe. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's. I'm telling you, I, I, as soon as I saw that six, I was like, we. Nope. <laughs> he could have come out in anything else. Anything else. And you know what's crazy? And I love, I love Bryce. Everything I said about him last week still holds true. Um, he is someone that has pandered so much to Philly. You would think he would know that the Sixers are the, the, the cursed child of this city. And that, like, if there's one team you do not want to emulate over the last, like, five or six years and, like, invoke. Like, that is not the team that... No. This team had a Game 7 this year where they got dog-walked by halftime. It was it, the most embarrassing Game 7 performance. I didn't even bring it up when we were talking about worst losses because that was just – it was erased yeah. from my memory. It was that bad. It was that shameful that I just turned it off. It even hurt me. Cause like, well, it was expected. Yeah, it was like, honestly, <laughs> what did I even ex- – like, truly, what did I expect from this? So, yeah, vibes, <laughs> vibes were so off. You know what's frustrating is now I have to, like – I don't have an excuse to, like, not be into the six or seven at the start of the season. Well, you know, the fills are on. It's kind of tough. i got a lot – a lot going on now. It's like, God. Well, I, I tweeted this from the account. We got the birds. We've we've got, uh, let's see, as we were, we got six days left of optimistic October yeah. uh, as the Flyers uh, did typical Philly thing and lost with 30 seconds left last night. Um, and we have survivors. So. We got we got the union. We got the union In for the now. Dumb asshat backwards playoff format where we get we play Saturday and I got to wait like 10 days to play again because we're we got to do a best two out of three series for the first round. Don't understand that. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I mean, <laughs> this this also was just the the cherry on top. And I said this series or this game seven felt like game five against the Cardinals because obviously that Raul Abanez, uh ball that dies at the wall in 2011. Uh, Jason Stark tweeted, "How close did Bryce Harper come to another bedlam at the bank moment on the ball he hit in the seventh inning last night at 107.6 miles per hour." Uh, as close as he thought he did. He put 60 balls in play this season and postseason at 107 or harder, and he batted 763 on those balls with 15 home runs. Died at the wall. Um, again, that is baseball. <laughs> well, actually, I think the format is really... Uh, Why would the baseball playoff format make the Phillies lose? I, I think it was the My call. I think it's the format's fault. I actually think if you're the higher seed, you should... Um, Get a one-game advantage. I think you should start a, a, every series with a one-game advantage. I think you should just advance. I, yeah. Like I think the championship series, there's no need for it. I, well, I think it's like um, 
I think if you beat the top seeded team, you should just go to the World Series. I think it's like, oh, well, you know what, you did it. I think if you finish with the top wild card, you just have an automatic ticket. Yeah. The World Series. Mm-hmm. Because it's clear the regular season doesn't matter. Truly. Yeah, I'm starting to think the expanded playoffs are a bad thing. Actually, maybe we should cut out that last wild card. <laughs> also, another crazy baseball stat. I don't know if you saw this one. Uh, the the Brewers curse. I so. I, I never wanted to mention this, but part of the reason I made a Diamondbacks bet at the very beginning of the series because I saw that if you beat the Brewers, you go to the World Series. And I was like, every Shit. team to beat the Brewers. In I the believe firmly in those things. I 100% believe This dates in back those to things. 1981 for everybody I, listening and watching. There, there was, and it got broken for a very long time in European soccer. If you beat Pep Guardiola's team, you won the Champions League. It's it fell off a little bit in recent years, but that was a a thing. If you beat his team, you won the Champions League. That was just it. That, that, if if he didn't win it, whoever beat him won it. So the 1981 Yankees, the 1982 Cardinals, and there was a nice little hiatus. The 2008 Phillies picked it right back up. 2011 Cardinals, 2018 Dodgers, 2019 Nationals, 2020 Dodgers, 2021 Braves. So I, I guess we should be betting on the Diamondbacks too. The Diamondbacks have advanced to the World Series. I guess, I guess we really should be throwing a, a better two down. Um, yeah, I, that that was on it. Like in part, like a, outside of my usual routine of like, well, let me just that what made my bet go from twenty to twenty five. I was like, I'm gonna get good value. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take everything that is worth it for. But man, it's just. I think game four is the one that sticks with me more too as the determining factor for this because Christopher Sanchez pitches as the starter, goes 38 pitches. And then the the after-game comment from Rob Thompson is what drove me crazy because somebody asked him about using Michael Lorenzen and Taiwan Walker. And he was like, those are our length guys when we need length. And it's like, this is the prime game topper that you needed length. And the fact that Taiwan Walker didn't see the mound once in the entire playoffs when you paid him a hundred million dollars this offseason is a head scratcher. Yeah, I, I think um, fair to question that, but I don't know. I, I I think on the whole, I think Thompson had, had a good playoffs again. Um, I think especially like the Braves, I think deserves a lot of credit for that series, like how aggressive this team mm-hmm. was. Um, in stealing bases and in, in pitching. I think that's what's a little frustrating about the Dimeback series. It feels like lost that a little bit. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's again, I, I think it's baseball. <laughs> I know I keep going back to it, but it's just, it's such a sport with dumb variables. The the best Philly teams I've ever seen didn't win a world series. You know, like it's just, it's just what it is. I was, I was talking with someone today and um, we were just talking about like the other like tough losses. I was like, dude, 2011 is like, the best starting pitching rotation I've ever seen in my life. Even like 2010. Like, I, I, those are like the best. I, I've never. 2011, s- I think, is the historically best Phillies team on paper ever. I've, I've literally never seen a better baseball team. I've never seen a harder, like, pitching roulette to go through with four legitimate aces on this team. Lost. <laughs> yeah, Didn't even make it to the World Series. What? 
Didn't even make it to the NLCS in 2011. What do you like? What do you you know? That's just that's just what it is. I I don't know. And I think that's why baseball is has a lot of romanticism about it. It's because yeah, you know, like you can ha- you can have the better team. It doesn't matter because in seven games, weird stuff can happen. You can lose a series. You can win a series. Like it just is what it is. I don't know. So I I would like to think about the fun things of these playoffs. Um, Brave series was great. Stott's Grand Slam Stott's against Grand the Marlins. Slam was a lot of fun. Attaboy Harper. Attaboy Harper. Like, the that's stare cool. Downs. The stare downs were fun. Even the Diamondback series, like, early on was, was fun. two games was great. I mean, Zach Wheeler was, like, losing this NLCS is going to overshadow just how unbelievable Zach Wheeler was this postseason. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. And he pitched in relief last night, and Cespedes Family Barbecue put this out. Um pitched in relief for the first time in 13 years last time he pitched in relief was when he was in single a with the giants facing a team that had a 19 year old nolan arenado on it and wheeler lowered his career postseason whip last night out of the bullpen to still have the best postseason whip of all time yeah he's a better postseason season with the mariano rivera yep. which is just yeah he's um he's great like extend him this offseason i would definitely be good so yeah i think um Definitely leaves you with some questions about the offseason and, and what happens and who's back, who's not. But I think in general, you know, this this is still a good team. Yeah, I, yeah I, I see most no, of this team is going to be back. I see year. no reason why this team can't be at least playoff contending again next year. I think it's going to be hard to catch the Braves in the division still, but who knows. Um, well, once we find out that the Braves are cheating, they won't win 104 games. and yeah. It'll be a little easier to win the division, maybe, but not that you want to because the playoff format caters to not winning the division. <sighs> unless you're the Astros. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're the Astros, who. I've never seen this series like that in my life. Second <laughs> time they've been involved in a series like that. I know. And it's just like, I'd have two nickels, which is weird. You know, it's not that much, but it's weird that I have two of them. You know? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's weird that you're. Man. I don't even know what to root for in the World Series. No. I'm never a fan of, like, they beat us, so let's... No. Fuck no. That. Fuck <laughs> them. And also, fuck the Rangers. <laughs> I, I hate the Rangers. Oh, man. Oh, man. I guess there's no one on the Diamondbacks that I really hate, like, even grew to hate, though, for this series. Like, I honestly, like... I hated their little... Their, their surf-sub thing. That's the only <sighs> thing I can say about them that I, like, actively, like... I hate their bullpen. Yeah. Yeah. Their bullpen is just like a bunch of, like, you couldn't even pick them out of a, a line and be like, oh, yeah, he's a major league pitcher. Man to ply. Thrown 90 miles an hour. We can't even catch up to it. I, yeah. He, Fucking Kevin com- Gingle. Completely different person from game two. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But. Kevin Gingle, Andrew Salfrat, yeah. two A's. Uh, and I also hate Brandon Fott. I got to tell you, though, talk about some ice in your veins. Great job. Jesus. But it sounds like you're, like, throwing up saying this. It's, it's a tough name. It's a tough it's name. It's also reading the Bible in the dugout before the game. God was on his side, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Seems a little well, unfair. I gotta Okay, so I got to let you in on something. So we, we went to a wedding this past weekend, which was an Orthodox wedding, which is a new experience for me. And... um. So I'm not like personally a religious person, but um, you know, it was it was an Orthodox wedding. It was it was a new experience. It was very interesting. 
um and you know like we like we would just comment like you know you know like religion just not not for me well i got like the worst sleep of my life the the, the night of the wedding when we came home because like my cat and like it was just like having a terrible time and then like the phillies were on a downslide and then so sunday morning i go out to get groceries power steering and my car is gone gotta get it towed costs a ton of money to fix i step on like glass in my house oh, i've um, been there like my toes cut open um i you know and then, then the phillies lose and i look at my phone i was like i think there's a higher power here that might be <laughs> might be just give me a little nudge like hey brother why don't you why don't you consider it? and then at work someone gave me i get this a lot but someone gave me one of those like i don't know if they ever do this to you they give you one of those cards it's like god and it's like oh yeah we, you're going I, to hell I and you're this. a sinner or whatever and um someone handed me one of those and my i always just throw them right out yep. but um so i threw it out and i was like and i, I, t- I told him i was like that was i think that might have been god testing me. i think he was like listen i'm gonna give you one shot here all right you hey you, brother you want to write the ship listen listen just read it that's all I'm asking you just to let do. Let me compel you. Real just quick. read it. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send one of my prayer warriors <laughs> to come give you <laughs> this card. And I I threw it out. And he's like, "Cool, fuck you." <laughs> I think that's what happened. I don't know. Unreal, unreal. I mean, we'll we'll have our full off season. You know, once the red once the World Series comes to a close and it's closer to free agency and a, a better landscape and everything, but. Phillies don't have that many free agents, you know, going into this offseason. Biggest ones, obviously, Nola, who I think you and I are both on the same page. He should be priority number well, one. Maybe after. <laughs> yeah, after game six, I have some different thoughts. I don't know. I got to tell you, his agents are probably like, fuck, god damn shit. <laughs> Come on, Aaron, Jesus. <laughs> you were working your way back up to 200 mil. That was a, that was a $10 million game right there. <laughs> Even with that, I think Aaron Nola is priority number one, especially Bring looking at the the landscape of free agent pitching this offseason. I mean, second best pitcher is a guy that's a free agent on this roster, in my opinion. That's Michael Lorenzen. Yeah, and, um, I mean, Otani can't pitch at all next year. So yeah. you, you'll sign him, but it's like DH spot. It's going to be him probably because yeah, who knows if he can throw. So you have to, to make some choices. I do wonder if there's any splashes out there for the Phillies, but – yeah, I mean, I'm looking right here at Spotrack to see free agent wise. Um, Can I be honest? I've never read it as Spotrack. I didn't Until either. You just said it out loud. I was like, oh, I didn't either. I just, and then I heard. I've always read it, and I don't know why. I've always read it as Sport Track. Like, and I clearly I'm wrong. Yeah, the only reason I knew that was because I was watching uh, like a hot stove episode on MLB Network, and they had somebody from their website on and they pronounced it that way i was like oh learn something new every day like my entire life i have just read it completely wrong i've added an r and i've just it, i've just always read it as sport track but it's clearly not wow like the free agents this offseason are just not great whatsoever especially in the pitching side of things i mean like The biggest, I think, pitching prospect free agent wise, other than Nola, is gonna be Sonny Gray. Yeah. As a starter, and then relief wise, it's gonna be Josh Hader. Man, he fell off. Mm-hmm. 
Jesus. Talk about a guy. I mean, two ever. years ago was like untouchable. Oh, you want uh, you want Clayton Kershaw, <laughs> Charlie Morton, Jesus. What happens to Julio Urias? How how long until uh? How long until someone's like whatever? Till he gets the Tyree kill treatment? Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what the Braves do. Any any interest in Blake Snell? He's such an interesting case. I think he I think he is gonna get what a lot of people thought Nola was gonna get. Yeah. Because he had like this resurgent second half, and somebody's gonna overpay for him and immediately regret it. Tyler. I never say his name right. Maley? Yeah, Tyler Maley. Always always kind of like a Tyler Maley. Can I interest you in a 40-year-old Zach Granke? Um, no, nah, he's he's got to be done, right? That's the, I think 43.6-year-old Rich Hill. It's not a, there's not a ton of names Maybe there. The Yankees killed Frankie Montas. I would kick the tires on Montas just cuz I think I think there's something there. I liked him at the trade deadline that year. Like, I, I thought. I think it was just a bad. Kershaw's only 35? Yep. Man. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, the pitching. Uh, uh, I stand corrected. We might have a better chance at resigning Nola because Jordan Montgomery's a free agent. <laughs> yeah. And he's pitching in the World Series, and he was the one pitcher who shut down Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, he's pretty dang good but i think you make nola your top priority it'll be interesting to see what they do with reese hoskins um and just the way they want to shuffle the the lineup like do you want to put bryce back in right field how does that affect the dh situation because then you have castellanos who has played a very above average right field in bryce's absence in the outfield Schwarber, I think getting out of left field was the best thing for him. And then you just have a bunch of young outfielders as well with Rojas, Pache, Brandon Marsh, who extend Brandon Marsh this offseason. I think that's a top priority. Extend Wheeler. I think Wheeler and Nola being here for the next four years is a, a huge piece of the puzzle of the Phillies getting back to this position over the next half decade. <laughs> This episode of Underground Sports Philadelphia is brought to you by our awesome pals over at FOCO. FOCO, forever collectibles, baby. That's what it stands for. And their passion for passionate fans has never changed since their journey began all the way back in 1998. They've always been a community of fans with a shared goal of helping people let their inner fan shine like a beacon of awesome. FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more with major sports and entertainment licenses at their disposal, along with a powerful infrastructure, a dedicated team, and a broad variety of products. Their company is reaching new heights every day. FOCO's success is directly related to their ability to bring new and exciting designs, ideas, and manufacturing techniques to categories in need of innovation. They're constantly searching for dedicated and driven professionals to join and help grow their team. And that's why they partner with Underground Sports Philadelphia. You guys saw me all postseason long rocking the Phillies overalls. You saw me wearing them on the show. 
Foco has been nothing but awesome to us. We love being uh, part of the Foco fam. So if you guys want to get your overall still, if you still if you missed out on them, but still want to get them for next season, if you want to get any awesome collectibles from MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, your classic 90s cartoons from Nickelodeon, WWE, the whole nine yards, they've got awesome stuff, including their ever so amazing like it leaves me speechless how cool the bobbleheads they have are uh click the link in, de in the description go to foco.com visiting the link in our description uh to get your forever collectibles today shout out to foco for letting underground sports philadelphia be a part of the foco fam yeah, it was a fun season all things considered listen the one thing we wanted was just to seem to be back in the playoffs, have fun, want build this memories. this to be the, the standard. Uh, I think one of my – one thing that I think will stick with me is a video from the Eagles game where Cassianos is there with his son and everyone was singing. And, like, you know, like, it's just – that's fun. And, like, yeah. I think baseball really is one of the few sports that, that gets – especially in, in this in, – in Philly where – like when the Phillies are good, like that is a that in that is a team that really gets a ton of support, and um, you had Fletcher Cox celebrating with the team after they beat the Braves, right? Like in the in the clubhouse. At the end of the day, like listen, you're gonna lose championships. No one has done that better this century than Philly. I, I think we honestly might be the team, the city that has lost the most championships this century. We have lost so much in the last calendar year. Yes, let alone this century and. We talked about it when they clinched to go to the playoffs. Enjoy these moments because they are far and few between in franchise history. Right. And it's also, listen, like, one team gets to win. That's you. Yeah. And it's just like, if you don't get to win, it doesn't mean you don't get to have any fun. Like, I had a ton of fun this year. Team was fun to watch. It was a great playoff run. It sucks. I'm not going to pretend like I would rather. <laughs> well, whatever. I just I had fun. Like, yeah, I want to win a World Series. I want these guys to win mm -hmm. a World Series. But. At the end of the day, like, I don't know. It's sports. They gave you some good moments. And as the Poet Laureate once said, 50 Cent, sunny days wouldn't feel so special if it wasn't for rain. So maybe next year we're, we're celebrating with champagne and this is a uh, a distant memory. Or we're just doing reverse uh, reverse Phillies of, of 08 to 12 and we didn't even get the World Series. We're just going to make a World Series, <laughs> losing it. Make NLCS losing it, and then next year we'll make the NLDS losing it, and uh, just go from there, I guess. I have a fun kind of just, like, take on this team, because I saw some tweets being very negative about the team, and I think it's just reactionary. Um, number one, I feel like this is the most likable Philly sports team of our lifetime, just as a whole, top to bottom. Like, sure, you had the, the Super Bowl Eagles and everything, and, like, it was fun to root for the underdog, but I think every single player on this Phillies team, like you could go up to somebody on the street and that player is their, that person's favorite player. When you have opposing teams, fans saying, yeah, I'd be cool with the Phillies winning the world's here. I saw Mets fans say yeah. they'd be cool with watching this Phillies team because they are so fun. They are so cool. Um, but I saw, I saw a tweet and, Shout out to my boy David Esser. I, I love you, brother, but kind of a, a raw emotion take, I think, that he tweeted. He said, the way the fans view the 2024 Phillies will be very different. 
I don't think anyone is going to buy into dancing on my own, team overall, silly home run celebrations, et cetera, anymore. It's just going to be different. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. But I also think, you know, last year it was like we were lucky to be there. It was like we we scrapped our way, you know, we're, we're playing with house money. We were the Cinderella team last year. We yes. were the Diamondbacks. Of exactly. Like, and when moral, come- of the, moral of the playoff story, be the sixth seed in the National League. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, I think and be from Texas. Yeah, <laughs> I think this year where it was, you know, still kind of playing with house money. You're the wild card team. You you take down the Titan that is the Braves. This could activate, you know, the Phillies still being the fun, you know, good vibes team, but also having like a villain arc to them. Yeah, um, which would be fascinating to watch, like, Phil, like. Bryce has always kind of had that villain around him from his time in DC. And then just the teams that he said, no, I'm signing with Philadelphia. Just abhorrently boo him no matter what. But I do think this team is, is going to take this series loss personally. Cause they knew what could have been. Yeah, I definitely, I I think, you know, for other like Philly teams, especially, um, I think these guys have like a stronger personality and I think that's really shown through and next year will be fun. I, you know, I, I'm already looking forward to it, you know, and I, I think the biggest thing too, with Bryce might actually be like healthy. Um, I don't know that we, it's not fair to compare him to Walker, right? Because Walker's such a great defensive first, but, but there was a lot of times, I think, with an inferior, and there's a lot of inferior first baseman than Walker. There's there's some runs going in because I, think, I actually think that's an under-discussed part of this series is how good he was defensively. Mm-hmm. Like, he blocked off a lot of shit. Um, and not that Bryce made any, like, big mistakes, but there were times it's like, I could have been better there. And it's fine. It's played, like, 40 games at the position. Right. You know, it's, I'm not, you know, but I, I think... We already saw what a huge difference it was getting Schwarber out of outfield <laughs> <laughs> defensively. I think maybe Bryce at his uh, his normal position, and um, you you move from there with if it's Reese, if it's someone else uh, that's just more comfortable, has a lot more time at first base, and um, hopefully Bryce is healthy and and, and ready to go because that was a question mark for me all the years. Just is this allowed? <laughs> like I, it's still a bizarre thing to me that he played. As quickly he's back as quickly as he was, and um, I don't know. It's it, it's that old team be. was one game away from the World Series with Bryce Harper out for a month. Yeah, and I mean, it, and again, you know, having to to take the DH spot all season um, was the big thing as well. So fun year, fun team. Um, we'll be we'll they will be back next year, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously. But will they? You know, playoffs I think are on the table again for them, and we've seen. Listen, it's it, it ends on, on a sour note, um, so this isn't going to hit the same. But this team does have a mentality. They do have an edge when they get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That edge got a little dulled in the series. I'm curious to see how, see how they respond now. Um, but this has been a team that, when they're in the playoffs, have locked in, you know. Like, this was really their worst series. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I the World Series, I think they were just outclassed, honestly. Yeah. But I think this was a series where this is the only time I've seen this team I don't want to say beat themselves. I don't want to take too much credit away from them. Not. But it felt like they let it get away from them yep. a little bit. And um, 
yeah, that that's frustrating, but I'm curious to see how they respond because before this, this, this was a team with a really good mentality. And I still think this team, you know, overall is the 1-1-A in the National League East. Like, the Marlins, they just let their, their GM go, who has led them to their most successful season in a decade. Um, so there's a lot of questions around them. They have some free agent questions that they have to answer. And it seems like there's a lot of front office turmoil with that team once again. So rip bozos. Um, and it seems like the Mets are kind of punting 2024 from all, you know, signs and indications from everything. And they're regrouping for 2025. There's, there's no reason that this team with the talent that's on it, with the, the very few changes that could come that they shouldn't be, I think in the 90 to 95 win range again next year. Yeah, absolutely. You know. So. With a full season of Bryce, hopefully. And Trey Turner's probably not going to suck for the first yeah. uh, three and a half months. I say probably, because we don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of fun. Good time. Sucks, but good season. Had a lot of fun. They're, right. they're the only Philly team that is like, I like honestly, everyone else has just been, man, what a goddamn season. Like the Eagles is like, geez, are we even good? <laughs> no, one, <laughs> no one knows. The Union, they played like 800 games this year. <coughs> They're not paying like half the team. They're like, eh, whatever. It's just the Flyers the way we need to say. The Sixers are honestly dead last. You know the mountains in like the U.S. where they have to store like radioactive material and they have to put like a plaque outside for like future, like far off future civilizations. Be like, this is not a, a holy site. This is not a burial ground. Like stay away, all, the, all this stuff. Um, that is where I need the Sixers team to be locked up because yeah. I am just not. I'm just not in the mood. I no. just, I'm in no mood to deal with this shit. <laughs> not at all. The only thing <laughs> that's been nice is um, I I didn't have the stomach to listen to the Doc Rivers podcast with Bill Simmons. I did see some of the aggregated quotes. You're gonna be shocked to hear this, Kyle. But man, it's it wasn't Doc's fault. None of it. Um, and he somehow backed Tyrus Maxey to have a good year. Yeah, man, I wish you had realized that when you were the coach. I, I also just... saw that uh, the reason that he's in TV right now is because of James Harden. Yeah, well, that part I think is actually, <laughs> there's actually some truth to that. It might be one of the more true things he said, but yeah, great circus that we're <laughs> I mean, we said it last bit. week. There's, there's no need for us to talk about that team. And it, I think that is the collective feeling amongst the people we follow, our listeners, they do not give a fuck about the Sixers. Burned bridges in just ways you cannot even imagine, honestly. And that's the difference, too. You know, 2021, when that team lost to the Hawks, that was like your nail in the coffin for them. There, That's on the record on this show. We did a podcast out, and you were like, I'm done. It's very polar opposite with what happened last night with the Phillies. This feels like, you know, like you said, they kind of shot themselves in the foot in a, a bunch of instances, but this team is still wildly talented. They have the tools to get back to where they need to be, and there's at least a mission, and the front office is not a bunch of just loose screws for the Phillies. Um, so that's a positive note, but the the people, you know, reactionary talking about the Phillies being like oh it's over blah blah no this team is still wildly intact for 
a long, long time. And the way that John Middleton and Dave Dombrowski have approached the past few off seasons, don't be surprised when the Phillies make some sort of splash, whether it's a trade, free agency. They like they are going to make the necessary moves to make this team better. Shohei Otani. That's that's the way that's the way to get me really locked back in. You bring Otani to this team, I will. I don't. I don't even know. I'll I'll start smoking cigars. Whatever Middleton's little cigar, I will I will start <laughs> ripping them. That's what I'll do. That's my promise. But I'm terrified that Otani's going to go to the Red Sox. I don't really like if he goes to Red Sox. Cool. I don't. You know. I don't know. I I have. I mean, I do have some vested interest in how the Red Sox are going to spend their money. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe that sixty million a year could be used for better. Also, things? what a bullet we dodged. Speaking of the Red Sox, not hiring High and Bloom. Yeah, I I wonder. He obviously wasn't great. I wonder how much of that too though was the because I'll say this as as a Liverpool fan, there's been a lot of turnover in that front office mm-hmm. over the like there's been three or four different. Um, soccer's a little different, and like there's not as defined roles, but. What would essentially be like a GM, um, or like head of like scouting department? There's been a ton of turnover in the last like year and a half, and there was a guy that was appointed to it, and then within four months, it's like I'm out. Like there's been a lot of like turbulence there. To, I think I think there's something with, again, definitely with with Bloom himself, but I think also with FSG and some of the some of the parameters I think they want to play in and the money that they're willing to spend. And like the the risk and cost that they're willing to go, th- I think rubs people the wrong way too. But that's just my read. No inside information. There's just as someone that has vested interest, someone that has to really care about John Henry and his <laughs> stupid fucking gloves that he wears all the time. Guy wears more gloves than I've ever like. I love the man in some ways, but God Almighty, his wife is cool, cool lady. But outside of that. And uh, I think it's a good time to announce, too. I, we posted on Twitter. Uh, we did our tailgate podcast this past season for opening night, which is the day after, like, the, the Thursday day game. Uh, we're running that back. We're going to try to make that an annual thing. Um, season starts in March this year, man. First uh, series is that last weekend in March, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday? Uh, it's the Braves, isn't it, too? And it's the Braves. God damn it. Just really hoping that'd be a ring ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See you in March, you sickos. March 30th, 2024. <laughs> we'll be in Jetro doing the fucking thing, running it back with a whole bunch of our sponsors, hopefully, some new sponsors along the way as well. Um, but gear up, put it in your calendars, March 30th, 2024. Blooper's funeral, maybe. I did see his head. His head was on a stake at the uh, the Kelly Greendale gate, which was very, very funny. I think that's it's a pretty uniquely Philly thing to do. I'll be also, honest. Blooper tweeting through it last night was just... You honestly... Get a grip. It's just unbelievable, brother. You're a derivative. I wanted to do the Scooby-Doo meme, pulling the... The mask off, and it's just the Braves owner is behind Blooper. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I 
I mean, at least we got the Eagles to look forward to. Yeah. Union are in the playoffs. We'll see what they uh, see what they give us. Eagles. Uh, they just gotta figure out the fucking red zone, man. Yeah. Listen. Niners lost. I'm feeling I'm feeling a little more vindicated in my preseason Niners take that. Uh, hey, maybe the team that's injured all the time and Brock Purdy, although who's now injured, got a concussion. Maybe that's why he was throwing those picks late in the game. You never know. Don't want to be too harsh on him. Now Sam Darnold, the chosen son of Sam, he Francisco. is gonna he's gonna fucking turn into Steve Young. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> he is. It's gonna Brock Purdy's gonna lose his job. Yep. I'm telling you, Darnold's gonna come in this weekend. Three ten <laughs> and three touchdowns. <laughs> And he's going to look great. Who does, like, who does San Francisco play? The Bengals. Oh. Yep. I'm telling you right now. Jeez. I mean, I think the Eagles beating the Dolphins was like the biggest like litmus test so far this year, especially with how they beat them and, and held that offense in check for almost the entire game. Um, also, the Eagles make a, a huge trade also threw like the the balance off a little bit going into game six Howie, you got to control when you announce your trades brother uh kevin byard now an eagle i think that just helps he's from here there's been a lot of discussion about the brotherly shove and whether or not it should be allowed i think if you want to restore a competitive balance to the league howie roseman should not be able to contact the tennessee titans <laughs> it should not be allowed to do it well, did you see somebody change the Titans Wikipedia page and said that the Tennessee Titans are a farm league team for the Philadelphia Eagles? It's just on it. Like, just wait till Derrick Henry's here. I wouldn't. I, I don't even know that I'd be shocked at this point. No, he might end up somewhere. Who knows? I mean, wait till DeAndre Hopkins is here. I mean, I saw a report <laughs> that the Titans are open to trading DeAndre Hopkins. So. <laughs> No, the Hopkins are gonna go to the goddamn Cowboys or something like that would be that would be. I'm telling you, that is the that is one of the most Cowboys moves I can imagine. Yeah, or Henry, honestly, because like Pollard lost some efficiency. He's better as like a it's very Cowboys or like very Buffalo Bills. I think they like James Cook. They like uh, well, I'm saying I, for Hopkins. Oh, uh, for Hopkins, they do. They really could use, I think, because uh, they've lost so much defensively. I think they. Maybe just go all in and trying to boat race to forty, but um, Derrick Henry, Ravens, Ravens could be there. They've lost a ton of running backs injury. Feels like a year for them. So it was an interesting week in the NFC too, because obviously Niners lose, Lions lose. You know, makes the Jets loss I think even more frustrating because you could have mm -hmm. a, a pretty, a more comfortable lead at the top, but. You get a win against a good opponent, primetime game. 49ers can't relate to that. Can't relate to beating the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, shout out. Cowboys were on a bye, so. I feel very vindicated because I, you know, the beginning of the season, just talk about how much I love Kirk Cousins now. Big fan of his. Showed out. And you know what? I got to say this too. I know nobody cares about hearing other people's fantasy team, but I'm going to say it anyway. Monday night, I was down like 20 points. I had Jordan Addison. My opponent had George Kittle. I was like, I'm not winning this week, and that's fine. You know, you can't win them all. I won by one and a half points. Look at and us. And I watched that Jordan Addison when he ripped the ball out of, <laughs> I think, Tredavious Ward's hands and took it in for a 16 to touch. I was like, you know what? I think I, I think I might win this week. I think I <laughs> – I won by math is hard because of decimal points. Uh, uh, 
Very close matchup in my league as well. One by 3.1. There's no better feeling. There's no better feeling than being on the other side of like a narrow fantasy football win. That is, I've never tried like hard illicit drugs. That's got to be what doing crack is like, though. Oh yeah, got to. I mean, I my first championship I won was by two point two points, and it was because Emmanuel Sanders got injured uh, and didn't play the second half of the game, and I won that game with Andrew Luck giving me two point one two fantasy points, and that always makes it better too. It's like you have someone that really just shit the bed, and it doesn't matter. And it was even better because I looked at my bench at the time. And my backup quarterback, this is how long ago this was, because Andrew Luck was my starting quarterback, and my backup quarterback was Johnny Manziel. Wow. Um, and Johnny Manziel gave me half the points that Andrew Luck gave me because he got injured in his game. Johnny Manziel, baby. I have uh, not watched this documentary. I haven't either, but I heard it was like pretty solid. I would be into it, but I also think it's not far enough removed to be a documentary, Agreed. Yet, in my opinion. I feel like we've done that too much. Florida Gators... Not sure we're ready for a documentary, and I, I think if you're gonna stuck. tell if you're gonna tell the Florida Gators story, Urban Meyer cannot be a part of it. No, because from everything I heard about that, that was um just Meyer propaganda. Yeah, you gotta if you're gonna do it, you gotta tell tell the story. But give me the backstory of Aaron Hernandez. Give me the Pouncy brother. The Pouncy brothers weren't even in it, which is insane. Like, I, I yeah, I, I I just you're not telling the full story. Give me Riley Cooper's racist background. What is up with Michigan, by the way? I cannot tell what. And listen, I'm not. Are we tra- talking about the state of Michigan? Because <laughs> Michigan State also. What the fuck is up with you guys? Y- yeah. Well, <laughs> trivia night is canceled going forward. I think is. trivia Tuesday is done. Did you see Magic Johnson's tweet? No. Magic Johnson tweeted about it in his very typical. <laughs> it was. It was. I. I feel. It was just like I. I'm concerned about what's happening at my alma mater or whatever. Um, <laughs> Thankfully, he did not describe to us who Hitler was, because that's usually that would be did a very you, magic Johnson. Did thing you to see do. the tweet? It said uh, it was kind of concerning. There was at one point more Hitler references <laughs> on the scoreboard than Michigan State points. You know, you just gotta <laughs> listen. Outside of like a history classroom, there's really never a good time to be bringing no. Hitler up. You just just don't. There's if at no any need. point you start talking about Hitler, you should you should honestly just stop because it's. Chances are, it's not going to go a direction you want it to. It just isn't. At You're going to stumble over a word or two. You're going to phrase something weird, and now all of a sudden you you've you've done something terrible to yourself. Just leave it. Just leave it alone. All right. We all know. We all know he's a bad guy. We don't need trivia. We do. at all. We don't need trivia about him. Just don't need it. But the Michigan stuff—they're like stealing. Yeah, I, I've heard more. About where is it too. The, where is the the line on this? Cause I like I'm not even trying to be like is this a leak but like wh- where is the line between like are, sh- yeah I would want to try and steal signs too right. is that not apparently this guy is like a former Navy SEAL too he was a logistics officer yeah. like the Marines or something and was buying tickets to other games on both sides of the field too I I should have read more about it, but like every time I read it I was like I felt like I feel like I'm missing something. Because people are talking about, like, the death penalty, which people always talk about with college football, and it's not going to happen unless something really crazy happens. But, like, people are talking about, like, really severe punishment. I'm like, I am I feel like I'm missing a part of this story. I mean, great name for the guy stealing the science. Connor Stallions. Yeah. Like, come on. That's – this is – it says this is a teenager's book. This is not <laughs> real life. I just – Allegedly brought tickets for more than 30 games, many of them Big Ten, and used, quote, illegal technology – 
to steal signs. So he worked for the Astros. <laughs> He's using trash cans. Uh, Stallions has been suspended with pay pending the outcome of the Hell NCAA's yeah. investigation. Pay, brother. Hell yeah. Harbaugh, who's already been entangled in the NCAA, is an obvious focal point here as well. I mean, if you're John Harbaugh, you also just like finish out the year and then just go coach the Bears. Yeah. I just. I guess it's not like ethical, but like, honestly, like, is that. I, I, I just. I'm, I guess I'm struggling. I would love to hear someone who is like very upset about this explain to me like i'm, I'm genuinely willing to, to listen and, and understand especially because like we live in a part of the country where like college football doesn't really right do like, anything I, for I, us does not move the needle at all and it's just for me yeah if you're doing signs i would expect that someone is paid to try and decode those signs and trying to get an edge it's why you watch film right is to try and figure out tells like there's been all types of stories about we knew when someone's foot placement was like this, that meant they were running this. Is that any different? I guess the way you, like, get that information, right? Is... They're saying that he was picked up on an opposing Big Ten school's surveillance camera, <laughs> and the entire game he was on a phone filming the opponent's sideline. I feel like anybody could be doing yeah, that. Is, like, that's what I just don't get is like, okay, like maybe like, yeah, cut it out. You're like, that's not, again, ethics, your morals. Is that a gray area for you? I don't know. Is that sportsmanship? I don't know. But like, also, is is that honestly like, I feel like I've seen this thing and like people have been talking about it and I was, I was like, oh shit, what happened? Because I'm not like right. all that plugged into college football. I was like, what is, what's going on? And then I read it. I was like, am I, I feel like I'm missing a part of this story because like, there was a lot of people I saw tweeting about this. Like I saw a few articles. I was like, I'm. I read them. I was like, I'm. I feel like there's an article that was written in the beginning that I missed that I need to find. This is a great quote. At least one person in the Big Ten expressed anger over the scandal and told ESPN that quote everyone is mad. I. I don't know. I guess I maybe I'm just missing missing the part of my brain. Maybe now that we have a little bit more uh, free time. On the the dockets, we'll we'll try to find a Big Ten college football expert to <laughs> explain this to our non college. Why should brains. I care? <laughs> Why, Why should... does this matter? <laughs> Why does this matter more than Alabama huffing deer antler spray? <laughs> like why? <laughs> yeah, th- this story made no sense to me at all. And obviously, uh, we have a Michigan fan who works for our company and our good pal DJ. Um, and I saw some tweets, too, from Michigan fans. It's like, uh, this is great for the program because you know we're back on top when they when everyone just has to resort to, oh, they're stealing signs, they're cheating. We're, that's how you know you're the best team in the country. Yeah. Um. Underground Sports Philadelphia is also brought to you by our pals over at Kenwood Beer, the official beer partner of Underground Sports Philadelphia. You guys know Kenny's been rocking with us for a long, long time now. It's smooth, clean, and bright with taste to boot. Kenny is the routine choice of folks who want a balanced, flavorful, no-frills beer that's right for any occasion. It's 4.1% ABV, just 120 calories, only 8 grams of carbs. They just dropped new Kelly Green Kenwood crewnecks and shirts on their storefront. And they're available in New Jersey now for all of my New Jersey people. Kenny's have come 
to our awesome state. So go to KenwoodBeer.com and use that Kenny Finder to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap or available in local liquor stores in the Pennsylvania. That includes Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, New Jersey, and Maryland areas. Got to be 21 or older to do so. Check out that Kelly Green merch before it's gone as well. And like I said, got to be 21 or older to do so. Please drink responsibly. And some call Kenny the best light beer they've ever had. We just say you can't beat the original. <laughs> Hold on. I'm, there's an SI article that was uh, that was published seven hours ago. He t- <laughs> Connor Stallings texted that he stole opponent signals from TV and had a vision for the Wolverines. <laughs> Um, said he envisioned leading Michigan football one day and to prepare was creating a hundreds page long document he called the Michigan Manifesto. <laughs> this guy is the coolest person. Uh, um, this is, this is okay. So he graduated from the Naval Academy in 27. It's Connor Stallings guy. During his time in Annapolis, he worked as a student assistant with the football team. Curiously, this included an overlap with his time on his LinkedIn report. He says he volunteered for Michigan. In the course of his conversation with the Power 5 student, which extended over about three weeks, Stallings would claim that shortly after graduation, he obtained a decade's worth of high school national standardized test scores and GPAs for approximately 500 midshipmen football players. Data that he should not have been allowed to possess. He simply went on to the Naval Academy's admissions office and name-dropped Coach Ken Nemadalo. I don't... I'm sorry, Ken... While he said the admissions office told He's him to just delete Ken. the data the following day, Stallings coy over whether he had, had made that clear that he used the data to inform his recruiting philosophy. That is... Okay. That's way more egregious than showing up to a game and recording some signs. I think that's it. That's actually illegal. <laughs> so. Yeah, if there's any uh, Big Ten college football uh, experts out there that would love to come explain to two... Uh, Tri-state area boys who know nothing about college football. What the fuck is up? <laughs> We'd love that. <laughs> While at the Naval Academy, a source close to the football program describes Stallions as obsessed with Michigan to an excessive degree. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, man? Wow. Well, <laughs> I have a picture of Connor Stallions, too. I just go big blue, you know, just he's <laughs> man. That's Good unbelievable. grief. Well, looking forward to looking forward to seeing how this develops. Yeah. Can't wait to see Harbaugh coaching in the NFL next year. Finally. Um, yeah. Eagles uh, play Sunday. One of their final one o'clock games. Uh, I think they only have one more after this that's actually scheduled because that last week of the season is like a to-be-determined time slot against the Giants. But 1 o'clock. It's very funny that both games against the Commanders, 1 o'clock. Well, they were like, let's just get these out of the way, honestly. I mean, it's. I I think the real question is, is Josh Harris at the Sixers game tonight or is – or tomorrow night or is uh, he at the Commanders game? Shout-outs at the Commanders. Shout-outs to him, Hell, He's going to break David Carr's sack record unless something inside of him bursts or breaks first. 
Yeah, that's a good one. How many how many sacks did the Eagles uh, get in the revenge game after, you know, narrowly beating the Commanders this year? I could see, I could see it being a good day for them. It's going to be interesting. Um, Union in the playoffs, like we mentioned, four v five. New England, two out of three. Yeah, lost to New England on decision day. It's awesome. We get to play the same team like four three, times, maybe four times in a row. That the the. That's two out of three series for the first round is just obscene. And you expressed that when so dumb it got announced. You know, first seed means nothing now outside of you get home field advantage. You want to talk about playoff format? Dumb. It's it's on a, it's a it's a it's a dumb system. Um, I don't mind like a play like they have a plan tonight that uh kicked off like a half hour ago, but that I don't mind. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to have like extra playoff games, cool, whatever, do do you? But like honestly, what are we doing? Very dumb. So we'll see what uh, what happens there. Because there's obviously uh, some off the field turmoil with contracts going on, and just feels feels a little doom gloom going to the playoffs this year. So not that. great, not great. Um, and then the Flyers do the the most Flyers thing last night after the Phillies lose. They're like, hey, we want to join in on the fun. And lose with 30 seconds left against the defending Stanley Cup champions. I just I need you to hear the page length on his Michigan manifesto. <laughs> Between five hundred and fifty and six hundred pages. What the fuck? That he managed daily. What? This guy's a psycho. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's unbelievable. Five hundred, six hundred pages managed. That's like that you could get a PhD and write a dissertation that is a quarter of that length. My man's on his Samuel Oak grind upkeeping the Pokédex. It's honestly <laughs> unbelievable. It is truly unbelievable. He's in Gen 8 or whatever, you know, like he is just putting in the work. 10x baby. <laughs> unbelievable. Good grief. Uh we'll be back on uh full on survivor recaps next week. Um but I've seen – I haven't been able to to catch up just yet, but I've seen some things sprinkle their way onto my timeline, Matt. Not a lot of people happy with this season so far. Of what? Of Survivor. Oh. um, I have liked it so far. You know, I, I know you're – with the Phillies and everything, a little behind. I don't want to spoil anything. But I actually have liked it, and I think the, the longer episodes help. And – I should actually say a lot of former players are unhappy. That's surprising to me. I've seen a lot more pop up on my timeline of just being disgruntled. Um, Because I I did see, you know, another player quit. So I I do know that. So, yeah, that's that's the only thing is there have been those issues this season, which is uh, That's been the, Uh, the loud part from a lot of former contestants on Survivor. Is that like casting's fault necessarily you know like how mm-hmm. can you possibly tell when someone's gonna come out there and not want to be there i don't know you know like it's it, it sucks but i think the people on it have been good i've and again i feel like the extra time you get a little bit more about the tribes and everything and um i think that's that's nice it's been a good season there's some there's some good players on here i like it i saw um i forget who it was but i saw somebody say that she talked to a former player on a recent season it was like before they went out there she was like for like three months before you go out there, you gotta quit sugar, quit nicotine, quit anything extra. 
yeah to get your body just like ready for being out there and a lot of people don't do that and that's when you see like people kind of break down later in the season or you know obviously the first episode of the season where you have somebody quit um i remember shane and uh said nicaragua i think he was like (laughs) he was like pacing like an animal (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable but yeah don't smoke to begin with but if you are (laughs) if you are gonna smoke definitely wean yourself off before you go and be in the middle of nowhere for a month crazy shit uh but we'll be back with survivor breakdowns uh next week back talking eagles union flyers hopefully uh give us something to talk about because the basketball team certainly is the last thing we want to talk about um shout out to the phillies though uh and i mean i think this season like last year was great for us with the phils obviously going to the world series and everything but i think you know us being in the building as much as we were this year with our season tickets and, uh, you know, connecting with uh, people that work for the Phillies this year. We're, we're working on some stuff to, to really bring our relationship with the organization to new levels, uh, especially this offseason, um, which is going to be a lot of fun. We're working on some projects to, to pitch to people and hopefully uh, – we can make it happen. Um, but, I mean, the Phillies are – they're back. It feels like they're back. You know, this yeah. feels like the the standard that they're setting for themselves. And, um, you know, it's, it's fun for us to be along for the ride with it and be able to talk to you guys every week about it. So, if you're new, if you've been an OG, big thank you to, to you guys listening and watching every single week, uh, following along with us on social during the fill season it's a grind you know going from april to to the end of october like this um but you know you guys make it worth it this team makes it worth it so big thank you uh from all of us here for following along with us for phillies coverage all year long and we're open to uh only enhance it going into 2024 so keep your eyes peeled that's why you got to follow us on the socials at underground phi Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI, Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. You can follow Matt at Matt Castarina. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Uh, be sure to get your merch, PHI Apparel. Dot co use code underground for 10% off any and all merch orders and uh, of course this podcast presented by the city of Vineland and whether you're a company looking to expand relocate or you're a new business startup selecting the right location is critical to your success Vineland New Jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life the city's economic development department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and approval process and their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you're considering potential locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856-794-4100. That's 856-794-4100. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. It's been another episode of Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 580. 
For Matt, I'm KB. Shout out to the Phils. Go Birds. We're getting the heck up out of here. And we are signing off. Peace. I'm looking for the